you had spoken such insolence to Java, he'd have fed you to his menagerie. Please, speak freely. Welcome back to Disney Marvels for week of January 2nd, 2022. Happy New Year, everyone. This is episode 159. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, 20th Century, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. Like it said, Happy New Year. Welcome in 2022 with warm wishes and... Hope for the best and healthy year for everybody. We'll be back after these brief messages from our friends and sponsors. Hey Matthew, Jim Hill here. I do the Marvelous Disney Podcast with Aaron Adams over at the Jim Hill Media Podcast Network. I know, I know, very humble sounding name. Uh, anyway, I really enjoy what you've been doing over on the Disney Marvels podcast, uh, but as you probably already noticed, the Marvel Us Disney and the Disney Marvels podcast names are very, very similar, which is why I imagine I keep getting mail for you. Um, that's actually why I'm calling today. I wanted to know what you'd like me to do with all of these Yankee Candle catalogs, uh, so uh, please get back to me. Uh, oh, and uh, keep up the great work with the Disney Marvels podcast. Thank you for those kind words, Jim. And make sure to check out Jim Hill on the Marvel Us Disney podcast with Aaron Adams to find out all sorts of wonderful things about Disney, well, Marvel uh, particularly, what's going on with them. And Jim, uh, those catalogs, I'll make sure to give you the forwarding address. And uh, unless if you want to order something, go right ahead. And once again, make sure to check out Marvel Us Disney with Jim Hill and Aaron Adams, wherever you find or listen to your podcasts. And now, on with the show. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Happy New Year to all. And to all, welcome to this promising 2022 to kick the year off we uh i want to go and review even though it was last year this year the book of boba fett and then we have some news coming up afterwards of course we have to remember betty white and two people that i'd like to remember have come along uh isaac and matt of course joining me for another week of frivolity and shenanigans and malarkey so gentlemen welcome back Thank you for having us back. Hey, Happy New Year. Thank happy you for having me back as well. So first of all, both, I uh, hope you have been, your year has been good so far, all at this point, uh, 22 hours. gone without talking to each other. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, the we, best days I, of your life. It's been it's been a good uh, yeah no the, the the last week has been very good and uh, the last year was very good and um, it's good to be it's good to be back on the show so we can talk about uh, we can talk about stuff yes yes we, I'm kind of surprised you had us back after last week's show but I'm surprised can, you had me back after last I'm, week's I'm not going to we thought about doing this without you we considered it. <laughs> We, we're no longer putting the, the host of the show in a speaking role. He will just be producing and doing the editing. Everyone else has decided to take over. In fact, we, we fired him and hired his wife. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. What are we talking about? Let's talk about stuff. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about Book of Boba Fett. Let's okay. Let's talk about it. Uh, it, uh, it was very... Uh, it, it kind of dragged along. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not wasting any time. You're cutting right to it. Yeah. Well, considering that half the movie. You it wasn't see, even a what you guys sh- think about it. Wow. It's a 38-minute show. You figure eight minutes of it is, is the credits. So yeah. a half an hour show, and all, most of the time, he's being dragged along. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. It's, it's uh, very, it, you know, as, as has been the case with a lot of these shows, it's very, very well produced. I'm waiting for the show to actually start. You know, this is, and this is, you know, 
as we've talked about um, um, some of the Marvel shows, <laughs> I felt like I was watching a Marvel show. I was like, wait, I was just waiting for something to happen. And it didn't even leave, like, like if you watch, if you go back and watch the first episode of Mandalorian, there's kind of like, okay, you, you sort of establish who this character is. And then there's this, this cool twist at the end where the package that he sent to get is this kid. And so you're, you're enticed to come back for episode two, but there was just nothing here. Not that I won't go back for episode two, but there was nothing here that enticed me for episode two and, and wanted me to come, you know, made me want to come back for it other than, you know, it's, it's well-produced. It looked pretty. I, and I wonder if that wasn't semi-intentional because they kind of figured they may already have their audience. Because mm. the, the name alone, the character alone has such a huge following. You don't need that to put that hook in. Mm. So I'm wondering if that's intentional. I mean, Isaac, what do you think on, on all of this? Uh, I was kind of bored with the first episode. No lie. Um, I, you, you know what? It's, it's just a little weird. Um, when it comes and, 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 and I, and, and I remember it was the Mandalorian kind of having almost at that same start but only like but like what uh what matt matt one said um it, it just becomes this situation it, it's, it's the situation where at least with the mandalorian there was a lot of a lot of intrigue like again you didn't know who the mandalorians were you knew of it in star wars lore but there was not a lot about it talked about um and, and then you, t- you you wondered who this character is he was mysterious even though it was played by pedro pascal and then like what matt said that, that, that at the end of the day the package that he was carrying was a little baby uh yoda which Everybody knows it's Grogu, yeah, which is like what three hundred years old. Wait, was he a hundred, three hundred years old? I think it's it was 50. he was fifty. He was, he was a fifty-year-old uh, Yoda. So, um, so yeah, with that, there was at least enough intrigue for us to go back to, like you said, to continue watching the rest of the series and see how that completes. But with this, this is just a an incredible slow burn. You really don't really understand exactly what's happening, too. And um, I understand if they're if they're if Disney is kind of banking on us to continue to come back, I, I think where's my biggest concern right now for Disney shows is it, it I don't want to say the throwing uh, darts on the board, but it does kind of feel like, okay, let's just kind of take things right now and let's see if we can explore it. Not, and, and I'm not saying that the book of Boba Fett is going to be a bad series. It might end up at the end of it be really good, but right now at the moment, it just doesn't seem like there's a, I, it feels like not everything needs to be explored. You know, yeah, not yeah. everything mm-hmm. needs to be digged up and needs to be explored at the moment. Again, this is the first episode we're watching this and, but right now, it's not looking. And at my at my moment, it's not looking intriguing for me that I want to continue to invest my time. But I will because it's a Star Wars show, and you know it could get better. So that's. that's I thought it was. I, I thought what was what was really telling here for me was I remember, um, when Mandalorian premiered. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I remember sort of Facebook and Facebook absolutely lit up like everything was. The Mandalorian. Every other post was, oh my gosh, this thing, you gotta watch this, you gotta watch this, you gotta watch this. And I had gone through, it was very late in the day. What was it? It was Tuesday that it premiered? Mm-hmm. It was late in the day where I went, oh, today's the day that the Mandalorian, uh, the, the book of Boba Fett premieres. And yeah. I, like, n- nobody had said anything about it on Facebook. You know, like, there, true, there wasn't, yeah. it, was, it was something that I came to by myself very late in the day I went, oh yeah you know it was like i was like looking at the calendar going december 29th why does that that's something that's a something i guess wednesday is the 29th yeah but uh regardless um you know it, it, there, there just there wasn't that kind of buzz around it yeah and delorean her and i i wonder if there's a few factors in that um one being it's it's December 29th. It is literally right between halfway between Christmas and New Year's. When kids are out of school, you had all the, the Christmas stuff going on, New Year's, and there's so much other stuff going on and occupying people's attention and minds and interests at the moment 
that a premiere of this new series isn't something that was really um, hammering in on people. That it's just like, okay, well, we finished Hawkeye. Oh, we got we got the holidays yeah. to worry about here. Um, who's going to Aunt Betty's today? And who, you know, Grandma and Granddad's. Okay, we we got to get th- to them because um, what we're we bringing for dinner. So you got so much else going on at the moment that is it maybe even just more of an ill time placing of this. Now, and this is it's leading dull. up to the series. No, it's dull. <laughs> it's not ill time. No, 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 no. I mean leading into the series before we're even yeah. watching it. Uh, because I mean, I saw the promotions for it everywhere. I did hear some people talking about on certain groups. Now these were more Star Wars centric groups, so it makes sense of who's staying up till five o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the morning to watch this. I was not having that, but uh, I mean, after I, we did watch it, we watched it not Wednesday, Thursday, and um, I understand why they did some of what they did as far as the the story goes because they're okay how did he survive the starlock pit okay so they show him in it they show him getting out of it i saw someone's comment on one of these uh groups going that was a lot quicker than i was expecting it to be yeah and i agree um i want i don't understand exactly what happened for the next part because it's going back and forth and some of this may play out some of it it just may be excessive It'll, character development i think i my my feeling on it is that uh i know dave filoni is involved and i know there are a bunch of episodes of clone wars a little bit but certainly rebels there was a lot of stuff that he would do and you'd go well that was oh that was a filler episode that's just you know that doesn't have anything to do with the the overarching thing and then it would be sometimes weeks later sometimes full seasons later where something that some minor episode in minor episode in season two that everybody thought oh that's just filler was actually you know played out in season four and I think that'll certainly the, the the relationship to the um to the sand people will certainly play out and and be a thing going along. But do we need that much of it? Like, can't, will that kid eventually be an important character? I, yeah. The only thing I could make the connection so far, and this is to me, it was even a stretch, was that. When we were reintroduced to Boba Fett in The Mandalorian, Mm. his fighting style was very different in what weapon did he use? Mm. The staff that the sand people use. Well, yeah, that that was a clear uh, callback to, to, to The Mandalorian, yes. So you have that connective thread there. So it's... This is a character that's been missing for... I apologize. I'm not as familiar with the timeline. So, you know, 10, 15, whatever, how many years from the, the end of uh, Jedi? I, I think it's only, I think it's supposed to be five years after. Okay. It's, it's, it's only just a couple, it's like three to five years after Jedi is when Mandalorian takes place. Yes. Okay. So three to five years. Yeah. And, um, that's about right. So it's like, okay, what has he been doing in this time? Well, has he been cooking and, you know, keeping house and, you know, searching up new recipes on how to eat uh, porgs? So, I mean, they're, they're trying to fill in, okay, here's the backstory. And, mm-hmm. you know, ca- trying to give him a little bit more of a character flaw to give him a little more depth. Which my assumption is going to lead into the way that he does stuff. Because we're already seeing, okay, he runs things differently. I don't want to be carried around and held above the people. I want to walk amongst the people and be seen. Yeah. No, I I think that that's a really good point because, like, you know, his character um, wants to, wants to, like you said, he wants to be respected. He doesn't want to be feared. Um, Right. And I guess, I guess learning, 
Well, let me backtrack because I think when it comes to Star Wars and when they announced this show, I thought, okay, Star Wars understanding about the underworld of Star Wars would be very intriguing and how everything goes. Maybe this is like the Sopranos of the Star Wars universe and how Boba Fett longer, no, no longer wants to be a dude for hire, hire but wants to own an empire. And, and it seems like that is the story from guy going for killer of hire, hire to owning something. But clearly... It's and I and, I, and I'm guessing within the story the the hopefully the fun part is that he's taking out all of these kingpins so he can eventually rule the underworld with an iron fist. The, um, the, the um, but you know going back to what Matt, Matthew said, yeah, I think um, I do understand that it's always good to kind of lay out like these like okay maybe it's a filler maybe it's a filler episode that has like maybe a which later on is going to be referenced down the road, but at the same time, I also feel like you have to be able to create something that is the least grabbing uh, in this episode, and this episode just didn't really have any of that. And you're right, the first episode could lead to something um, very, very important down, down the series, but yeah, just the way how this one was just established was really just... It's I weird guess, that you would put that for your first episode. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would just be a little weird and just kind of not really establishing any kind of link, other than the fact that uh, he was trapped in the desert along with, I guess, these sand people. Which, again, I'm not the biggest Star Wars guy, though, so I think someone's going to correct me exactly what those characters were. Yeah, the sand but, people. You're sand right. People. Uh, there are the sand people. Okay, they, cool. They have, they have another name too, don't they? Yeah. Do they? Um, they do. I thought they did. I know. I know. Within the episode, they do. Um, they do um, answer the question of how he Tuscan lost. Tuscan Raiders. His... Oh my gosh! I'm so Tuscan Raiders. Thank yes. you. I'm embarrassed that I had the to look Tuscan that Raiders. Up. Oh, that's I fine. Apologize to all Star Wars fans who are listening. I'm no. better at this. I no, promise. I mean, I got uh, my copy of the Matt Star Wars a, book by Dan Zier. Matt too. A was about to pull out the encyclopedia, so don't worry I, about it. But I, uh, you beat him up to it. But um, but no, but like going. We'll but, prove we're knowledgeable about stuff later on in the show. I yeah. promise. Yeah. Again, right now it just feels like an episode that's just answering things that we that were weren't answered in the Mandalorian. Like, okay, now we know what exactly what happened to his armor and why he wasn't with his armor for a long period of time uh, throughout that series, which was yeah. also another important uh, gag and why he was living with those people. Clearly we're going to understand why eventually he seems to be adapted uh, within that episode, which was really important, um, ends up saving one of the kids' lives in that attack. So it, clearly the same people, that tribe, was willing to accept him as one of his own until he could sit down and build up. Um, he had but, some nice action scenes. Yeah, it, there, yeah, there, yeah. Were some, there were some decent action scenes. Again, I, I'm just hoping, and, and I guess the next little tidbit into that show was, um, I guess, the and I want to say, was it the mayor or the disturbant of the mayor? Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, clearly it seems like that's going to be the big conflict between Bamba Fett yeah. is going to clearly be doing who is this mayor character. Because it sounds like this is the dude that's kind of running the entire operations. He mm-hmm. might be like the face, but really, he's probably doing some really shady stuff within the galaxy. So oh, I yeah. think that's the person that he's going to have to have contention with um, to kind of prove his mettle. And another tidbit, too, it just seems like uh, this is... We're kind of getting a nice Boba Fett. Usually, in, in my mind, I'm thinking that we're going to get this... Now this this kind of ruthless dude who who you've read in the comic books and the novels as well as the movies that's going to be no bars in order to get what he's want. But this one kind of feel his Boba feels to me he feels a little bit tame to me right now at the moment asking for respect and he and he kind of feels like a pushover too because I feel like no I, I feel like that name Boba Fett should have more respect behind it and more fear behind it knowing who he was but it just seems like in this whole place is like nobody's like you ain't nothing dude like it just seemed like like when he even walked into that uh casino it's like uh oh like who are you again like like you know who this guy is is literally boba fett so oh, that man, was also I, a little bit taken a little gonna, taken back by that by i want I'm going to jump in and stop you there because you said something very interesting which is that this this respect for 
who Boba Fett was. And and I sort of jumping back to something we said, the three of us talked about uh, uh, last week, as a matter of fact, I think we were talking about this, which is, I think there's an element of Boba Fett that is in fans' minds. Boba Fett is way cooler than he actually is. Mm-hmm. Boba Fett, when you really kind of watch him, is a bit of a dink. He's not really the greatest bad uh, monkey that like the world has ever, that the galaxy has ever seen. So it's like um, the legend. Legend really doesn't meet matches the man right. at the time. It's, yeah, it's sort of okay. the legend of Boba Fett and and who Boba Fett actually is are are slightly out of whack with each other. You uh, know, so I. I, I'm hesitant to say, like, oh, he's he's not the super all powerful, tough, muscly dude we all, you know. There's there's a bit more to him than that. If you, you know, he's he's a guy in cool armor, <laughs> is what he is. Yeah. You but, know, but even a little demeanor to him. But uh, no, I'll, I'll let you finish up. Matt. Yeah, I was gonna say he's he's just got a little demeanor to him. But um, I mean, you you piece together the puzzle of his life we first see him he's a little kid that you know a little 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 brat and okay i'm sorry he he lost his dad his dad was trying to kill some people he got killed instead and that's kind of his pushing off point like they beat up you know they killed my dad i'm gonna kick their butt yeah we don't see him again until he's hired by vader no, he's in he's in Clone Wars. Oh, he's, he's in Clone. That's right. Clone he's in Clone. I I and, haven't. And, and again, seen... he's kind of a he's kind of a failed assassin. He's not very good at what he does. Uh, he botches the missions that he's sent on. He's uh, essentially. Re- I can. There's. I feel like there's an episode of Clone Wars. I need to go back and watch. That's like a like I, I, that I've seen recently. I've seen within the last couple of months, and I want to rewatch it now. I, you her. know who he is. I, I got the perfect analogy here. Yeah, you, you you guys familiar with the movie Twins? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. With Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger is the the perfect specimen. Right. And then you got Danny DeVito, who kind of refers to him oh. as the blank leftover. So we we now know that there were two unaltered clones. There was Alpha and Omega. Alpha is the perfect, smart, intelligible clone that's hanging around last time we saw her with the Bad Batch. And then there's Boba Fett, who's kind of the little screw up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but you know, going back to that, I, I figured like even though maybe like um, Boba Fett's, and, it, and maybe you're right, even maybe Boba Fett hasn't been the most keen assassin or wasn't probably he's not the best at his job. But right, you you feel like within, and like you said, maybe it's just the fans that just make Boba Fett look cool. But I, I thought within the galaxy, you know, sometimes the most powerful thing that you can do is tell a story. And if you can just get your word out there, sometimes the word of your presence of this guy did some crazy stuff, even though you've never, even though he sucks at it, the story <laughs> along carries it that make that spreads fear. You know, like the living the lie. Do you know, we he lives have that in one of the episodes? Like you know, Didn't we have that. In, I think was it one of the Mandalorian episodes? Or I'm I'm we've had experience of this in or in, in these other things. Where you know you have this character, and oh, you know who it was? Harry Potter. Okay, wrong. Well, wrong franchise. Wrong, wrong franchise, <laughs> but it, it's the same point. Yeah, um, I where uh, you had the the one uh, Gilderoy Lockhart. Okay, he, sure. You know, had such a presence about him, and told all these lores about tales and lores of his adventures. None of which he did, but he had this great respect in everyone. He was this wonderful, powerful character, but he didn't do any of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think Boba Fett's to that you extent. Gotta, you also got to realize that Boba Fett has, even if he was, you know, this real cool, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger type, he's also been missing for a couple of years that, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, 
it's yeah. uh, as far as everyone it, else is it, concerned, it, he's dead. The same thing. Like it's yeah. sort of the same thing with the Jedi. The Jedi have fallen into people don't believe that Jedi exist. You know, when we meet Han Solo, he's like, yeah, it's a hokey religion. The Jedi aren't real. Whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, so you Boba Fett blaster any day. Even if he's built up a name for himself, he's been MIA. Where the heck you been, boy? Oh, you got eaten by a sand monster in the middle of the desert. You got punked by Chewbacca. Yeah, which is also very interesting, too. So, uh, so you, know, you, you are telling the story of this character trying to reestablish himself as... You, you've uh, got... To, to, to go back to Matt's, to Matt's uh, um, analogy... You've got Danny DeVito trying to prove himself as Arnold, you know, prove that he is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Boy, there's a sentence I never thought I'd say. (laughs) (laughs) But you have to admit, it it is is a rather close analogy. Yeah, Uh, no, it is. And and they they are clones. What were most of the clones? They were the origin of the stormtroopers. You know, they they were these, you know, tools that the, the, um, Empire under guise as the the Republic was going around using to do their bidding and then, you know, turned and, you know, took over the the galaxy and became the, the Galactic Empire. And when they had no use for these tools, flushed them down the toilet and replaced them with the new troopers. There you go. Here, here's a question. Um, I... Now I know that these are, these are ten episodes, right? Within seven. ten episodes, so oh, I, which hence why they're probably put they they did front this one up front. They okay, we'll start with the slow burn. We'll get this information out there. Some of this may pay off later on. Some of it's just maybe It'll you pay know, off later on. yeah, for which your, it will. I, yeah. I think what my question really is is like, but roughly this episode was like. 30 and it, it was counted as 37 minutes but if you remove um credits, 10 hours that's of credits probably yeah 10 hours of credits that's really like a 20 minute episode so really it was a, an incredibly short episode filled with nothing i'm surprised they didn't make this a an hour episode that way you could at least establish a little bit more a uh, groundwork of why bo- actually, like, what Boba is trying to do. It did run 30, whatever, it was a 39-minute episode. I remember, because it got to a certain point where I went, this, we've been watching this for a while, how much longer is left? Yeah. And it was, and I I, I hit the thing on my screen, and it had, it had like, it still had three or four minutes left in the show, and there was still a wee bit of story to go. So the credits aren't as long as, I mean, as though they feel like they go on forever. Yeah. Um, it, it really is a 30, it was a good, you know, 30, 36, 30, a 36, 37-minute story. But even then, it just, again, even, okay, even if we're still to remove that, again, needed, within that 30 minutes, it just didn't, it feel like it needed at least an hour to it really needed, establish. It an hour, but it needed, it needed a something, it just needed a something there at the end. It needed a catch at the end to hook me for next week. Exactly. It needed a twist. You're right. It needed a, it needed a hook. There's no catch. It needed yeah, a, I agree. Yeah, him needed, getting beat it up. It needed Jabba the Hutt's hand com- coming up out of the sand and clutching, and that, you know, just something all, you know. Something you weren't expecting. Right. Something and not him getting up, yeah. beat up and having to be uh, the two Gamorrean guards throwing him back into the um, chamber and you know, him going back into sleep and you know, remembering the what happened a year ago. Yeah, there was no hook um, leading into that episode, which really felt. Or, or if not that, then then you know maybe with some of these Disney starts to need need to needs to start, uh, you know, releasing the first two episodes. So that we get that hook, you go, okay, well, that was odd. Watch, and then you can watch the second one and get hooked there. Which yeah. is what they did with WandaVision. Right. They gave us the first two episodes, which most people say are the most useless episodes for that entire series. Right. Uh, Here, here's where I will slightly differ. There is a show, um, since we have talked about shows outside, you know, if you, since Matt has already mentioned Warner Brothers, Harry Potter, I feel like we can. <laughs> I, I figured, and twins. And, and twins. twins. And twins. I figured we could talk about another. There's another interesting show called Arcane, 
uh, League of Legends. It's based off the animation. It's like the three episodes. And if you have an opportunity to watch that, what they do in terms of storytelling is not only fun. The, the illustration is also phenomenal, but the storytelling and character development is so good that it does seem to they kind of drive it with their characters and they leave you with enough that you want more. And, and, and in the beginning when this aired, they uh, Netflix released a show in three acts. So you're not, so you get three acts of, of, of the show, but with every, was in, and I think there were only 30 minute shows just like Boba Fett. And to tell you, they were able to throw in so much within those 30 minutes that they were, like you said, they gave you the hook that you wanted to finish it. Once you finish that first act, you're like, dude, I want to watch the other two right. or three. I, and again, I feel like when, again, when, when it comes to, watch, like you said, Boba Fett, it just doesn't really have that next hook to continue watching it. It's like, oh my God, this was amazing. It was just, again, like you said, like like you said, uh, with, um, with Matt A., um, it, I, I, I think it, it would make sense to release two episodes, but then it just comes, kind of goes back to the weakness of not strong writing within this thirty-minute arc of being right. something. Right, right. They're they're not they're playing the long game here. They're not playing the the short part as well, which I I feel if you have a seven series seven episode series. And I don't know how long the other ones are running because I don't think they released those yet. First season of Mandalorian, which was eight episodes, majority of them ran around the same, around 39, 33, 37, 41, 35. So around that slightly over half an hour mark. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how we have. But the Mandalorian was new. It was one of the first original series. Yeah. In the in, Within the first couple episodes, you know, they, they did leave you with each episode with, with that desire of wanting more, where they, they gave you a hook. I don't know why on this one, again, thinking that maybe they figured the character alone was enough, but you shouldn't, you shouldn't drive with that. Yeah. That shouldn't be your trump card. That should be your, you know, okay, this is how we're getting people to just... Yeah show up to the show but what's going to keep them to come back to the show no and i and i agree like i said uh you can still play the long game and put in these easter games that's going to lead to something big for the season finale but people also want to be able to enjoy people want to be able to enjoy the experience within that 30 minute arc so if if i'm going to sit here and watch a show just for payoff at the end but I have to go through three kind of mediocre to boring epi- bad episodes just for that one episode of season finale that makes it all worth it. I, is is that really a a really a, an enjoyable spe- experience? I, yeah. I I don't know. You know, that's. I, guess that's I want to go back. That. I want to go back and watch The Mandalorian. I don't. I've seen yeah. one division. I don't really have any desire to go back and rewatch it again. I've seen uh, 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 Hawkeye and Captain Falcon. Um, or whatever, not Hawkeye. What's the yeah, Hawkeye and uh, Cap, um, Cap, Cap yeah, Falcon Captain and the Winter Soldier, Falcon, Falcon, Falcon. yeah, Falcon, Winter Look, Soldier. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got it right. Falcon and you know, I saw Falcon and Winter Soldier. I probably won't watch that again. Loki, I might watch again because Loki was interesting. Um, and the payoff for Loki's coming in another year, yeah, and a half. Um, but yeah, I've forgotten what I was about to say. But yeah, I, I, I just pacing wise, it's it's starting out like WandaVision, and that makes me nervous. But hopefully, yeah, it, it, you know what? It, you really do touch on that. I feel like Disney, um, with these shows, have like slow, slow burden issues of just kind of building up to it. And I feel like it feels like it does get to it, what it what it gets. When it, when it, once it starts to kind of get good at the end of the half, you're already at the season finale. And I feel like it's sometimes with a lot of these shows, the season finale doesn't stick the landing. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just, it, 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 it takes too long to get the engine running. 
it's just what I'm starting to notice from a lot of these Disney shows, you know. Yeah, and, and it's hard to say where we're going with this because I mean, they've really kept tight lip on this on on this stuff, which is nice, and I'm I'm glad. I either because I try to avoid the spoilers or um, they they really try not to put out anything. I mean, production value. It looks better than the the Mandalorian. Everything looks really crisp, really fresh, um, except for this blobby white pasty guy who's just stuck to a post. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but <sighs> I, I I don't know. It's like I, we keep saying I, I I'm holding on that all that's. Um, exposition in the past is going to pay off some point in the future, but I'm I'm more curious about what was happening in the now. I'm like, okay, he walks into town, he's doing his thing, he sees uh, Jennifer Beale, who looks great with tentacles, and hey, 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 <laughs> it's a family show. This is a family podcast. Uh, she gives him uh, gives him a helmet full of money. Fennec Shen looks down and goes, where's mine? <laughs> I like that point. They, they walk out, and some guys go to beat him up, which was immediately after I turned the page and I go to her, wait, where'd the guards go? Because they were right behind them. The guards weren't there. They immediately got attacked. And you, you had that nice battle in the, in the center of town. I, I was kind of going, okay, let's go from here. Okay, we, we saw how you survived the pit. And maybe we'll get little clips through. You could spread that out throughout the season, and not try and give it to us all in one episode. We'll find yeah, out yeah, next yeah. week if mm-hmm. how that's going to go. But I don't want the whole show to be a flashback. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, it's only I'll been one it, episode, but I'll I'll give it this. And maybe this is the maybe this is the way to take this is the the takeaway here, and the the thing to look at is that maybe. Maybe the first episode isn't the story of Boba Fett. Maybe it's the maybe the first episode is really the story of the two Gamorrean guards, who she warns him, you know, these guys were faithful to Jabba, they were faithful to Bib Fortuna. I don't think you can trust them. And and he says, look, you know, if I spare you guys, will you will you be loyal to me? And they like and they're yes. And you and you kind of it's left kind of nebulous at that moment. Are these guys really going to deliver and be good guy uh, and be stand behind Boba Fett or is Fennec going to be right? And that the first chance these two Gamorrean, these two giant pigs get, they're going to shiv Boba in the back. And what happens is that, you know, they, they come to his aid, they come to his rescue and they are the ones that are responsible for him getting you know getting him home and getting him into the back to tank so you you can kind of look at it from you say nothing happened well no actually um that actually is a bigger thing than 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 uh you know that's a bigger thing than you think it is because you now see that his his actually being sparing the fact that he spared these two gamorian guards ultimately saved his life mm-hmm. right and I, so, I, I agreed to that. I, and I, I think, think that's, that's, I think that's really your takeaway here is that it's that idea of, um, the, the, the Aesop fable, the, 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 the mouse and the, the lion, mm-hmm. you know, the lion spares the mouse and then the mouse chews through the nets to save the lion later on. And I, I have a feeling that that's going to be a theme we're going to see a couple times in this series. I think that's going to come up again, that the fact that he runs things differently is going to pay out for him a little bit better. Maybe. Agree. Yeah. Um, one other thing I do want to bring up, which like a lot of the marketing in the past has always been kind of the first episode and maybe a little bit of, from future episodes but mostly it just chunks out the first episode and that's all they they kind of give us we saw nothing from the first episode in the promotions everything we've seen hasn't happened yet yeah no i agree no i i I totally agree i'm just um 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm just a little concerned on how this first episode started. Um, and I'm not. And uh, again, like it, it, it's almost like I'm not saying again. Like I said, Bo, like I said, Boba Fett uh, is a popular fan character, but based on how we're, we were having this conversation, it just seems like this character should not have a television show at the moment. <laughs> Um, but and, but and, he's a character that people have, for whatever well, reason, he's yeah. a character who have stuck with people, and people yeah. do go. Oh yeah, no, I, Star Wars I, fans go bananas for him. And, and, and I had a total yeah, of like, and, five and, lines, and, 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 and I and movies. I agree though. But like I, again, like it, it's 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 like yeah, he's a he's a cool character. Maybe in the eyes of fans, he's he's a right now a cool character. But at the moment, he seems like a character that really should not have a television show at the moment, <laughs> and um, really should have just been like uh, like a really cool callback character in the Mandalorian, and it kept it that way. And then he just kind of flies off and does his own thing. Not announced that he's having his own television show at the moment. Again, like I said, there's going to still be more episodes to that though. But yeah, yeah. it's just I'm, I'm a little concerned about how with the state of Disney shows on how everything's going a little bit, this a little bit, it's not worrying, but that's, I think, I think the show will get there. I just, but yeah, yeah, the first episode just needed something to hook me for the second one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't, as I often say, Filoni, we trust. Um, I, I know we're going to end up in a good place. It's just going to take more than one episode to get there. Right. Um, we still have six more episodes. So, I mean, production value, it is there. It it, it looks fantastic. Um, like it it looks even better than the Mandalorians does. Mm. Um, so we, you know, the we got that end of it. We're just waiting for the rest of it to to kind of really reel us in, and we'll probably get reeled in. Before we realize it, it may yeah. even take two episodes. So maybe even by the end of the next, okay, it's getting a little bit better. Then maybe by the third, um, third episode, we will go. Wow, okay, that now we're hooked. Hopefully, it doesn't take half the season, but that's it. So on a grade, um, I, I know I normally do one through ten. Um, maybe we could do A, B, and C. A being, you know fantastic <laughs> b c d you know just like a, a, a grading system there i i would give this one maybe a c plus all right i'll go with you i'll go with c plus on that uh i i i give the show uh i don't believe in your grading system i i give the show <laughs> to... <laughs> I, I refuse your grading system I did this, and i will install mine <laughs> I did this to him when we reviewed Loki, where he asked me to rate the the finale one through ten, and I gave it a rating of uh, what I, a rating of one alleg- one crocodile Loki, I think. Yeah, that's the show. That. So I think this, I'm gonna I'm gonna rate the show uh, two two spared Gamorrean guards is my rating for the show. Okay, okay. can, can okay. I ask you a question, Matt? Oh, Were and you- a, and. A, and a, and a cameo from uh, British actor Matt Berry, which is the second time that they've used uh, uh, one of the actors from the British series, the IT crowd, to voice a droid. Nice. So I'm I that that tickled me. Um, before before we end this, I, I want to ask uh, answer a question, Matt. Were you the person who in school got like <laughs> bad grades, and they gave you an F? But then you refuted the teacher said, I don't agree with your grading system. I'm going to go with my grading system and I'm going to grade it how I believe I did well in your class. Were you that person? I, You're assuming you he know, went to school. I'm, um, <laughs> I'm going to plead the fifth because there actually is. <laughs> I had, for some reason, there's something, there's something pinging about fifth or sixth grade. And some teachers I didn't get on particularly well with, and okay. I can I can guarantee you I can guarantee you at, one, at least one college professor who graded me on some stuff, and I went, "You're out of your mind." Um, I don't agree with your grading system. I do not agree with your grading system. I'm sorry. I yeah. 
so I'm, I'm not gonna. I okay, let's move on. What's the next thing we're gonna talk about? <laughs> Thank you both for being oh, my friend. <laughs> oh, what a beautiful lead-in! Uh, <laughs> Come on, uh, there's your I, there's your lead-in right there. Say that again. Yeah. Uh, Thank you both for being my properly, friend. Say it properly. <laughs> I love say that it. shirt. I said, thank you both for being my and our friends. No, um, say it. Say what I want you to say. Because <laughs> it's it's a great lead-in. I was going to uh, close the show with traveling that. Traveling down this road and back again. There we go. Close enough. Both your hearts are pure. You're both my <laughs> pals and my confidants. There you go. There you go. If Matt Leonard threw us a party and invited <laughs> everyone that we do. It would be two Gamorrean guards and a crocodile Loki. <laughs> and a pork chop that Elvis took a bite out of. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, it, it, it is actually appropriate that we're laughing about this uh, topic. Um, it, it, this is I didn't want to lead off the show with this because it, it is kind of um, it's the downer end of uh, of a year. Um, on December 31st, we unfortunately lost uh, one of America's sweethearts, Betty White, um, weeks before her centennial birthday. Um, Betty left us to, to go provide laughter in the great beyond. Um, and there's no way that I could avoid talking about such a, a, a spirited... Um, person who provided so much laughter and levity and um hope for people as i as i see it i mean how, how do you guys <laughs> there's no there's no beginning or end to to discussing how great she was i mean she's been <laughs> just shy of a hundred years 80 of those years were spent in in entertainment I mean, just always, 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 you know, predating, I mean, Sue Ann Nivens on, on Mary Tyler Moore is the first thing she's really known, was, you know, the first big thing that she was really known for, but she'd been around long before then and had an established career. And then, of course, what everybody remembers her for is, uh, <coughs> excuse me, is, is Golden Girls, where she was, she was, um, Rose Nyland. One well, she was Rose Nyland, but I was gonna say she was one fourth of uh, of delicious pie. I mean, <laughs> there there were four pieces to that pie, each mm -hmm. one yeah. so wonderful in their own right with what they did. I mean, all four of them. You, you could pick apart any one of those performances. Um, it's it, any one of those four performances is a comedy masterclass in and of itself. And when you put those four pieces together. Watching them is just, uh, you know, w what they were all doing and how they were all. I was, I was, I was watching a thing yesterday. There was a, uh, there's a thing on YouTube that's, it's uh, all of all every Saint Olaf story, and literally the the lead off. You watch the lead off, and you can see B. Arthur and Rue McClanahan, Rue particularly, trying not to laugh as Betty White tells this story, which is insane. <laughs> um, and, and you can see them even cutting around. Like she does m the majority of the story in close up because when you cut to the wide shot, you can see Rue McClanahan digging her fingernails into B. Arthur's arm and turning away from the camera, biting her thumb to try and not laugh. She was brilliant to sell that, Rose was an idiot. I mean, she was an absolute imbecile. And it takes an incredible amount of talent to take that level of stupidity and make it likable and lovable and charming. And she was, you know, she she brought so much charm and and, it, and and then you go back and you watch Mary Tyler Moore and and Sue Ann Nivens is just the opposite. She's the anti Rose Nyland. She's conniving <laughs> and she's nasty and she's mean and and you just don't want to be around her at all. And and yet Betty was so wonderful. And then uh, you go further forward in time. I don't know how many people. I don't think enough people saw this. I watched maybe I saw maybe the first season of it. Her role on Hot in Cleveland 
you know, here she is in her 90s. And man, she's still getting the biggest laughs. She's still holding her own. She's the oldest host that Saturday Night Live has ever had. And she held her own there, too. I mean, how many how many comedians, (laughs) how many actors in their 80s, in their 90s are still getting those, you know, can still deliver that kind of timing? And that kind of performance, she was just, she was beginning, she was fantastic from beginning to end. And that's not even, and that's not even touching upon the amount of good work that, the amount of work that she did uh, for, for animals and for foster animals and for, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the different animal groups that she worked with and worked, worked for and raised awareness for and raised money for. She was a, she was a, we've lost a tremendous, not only a tremendous talent, guys, we lost a tremendous human being. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I totally agree. She was America's grandma. That's like yeah. really the best way you're going to put it at, at yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah. She was just fa- fabulous at anything that she did. And again, I don't have as uh, me growing up as a, a young, growing up in, born in the 80s really grew up in the 90s it was yeah. always the golden girls playing in the background and like i said she was one of the women that would get one of the biggest laughs throughout throughout that television show i mean all the women were great b arthur right. ruben mckellican estelle getty betty white was just one of the more sweeter more innocent people out of that four and you know she was so incredibly endearing and even since then she was just an icon wherever she went either when she was on raw or she was on the television the cartoon version of hercules or she made her voice appearance in toy story 4 she was just pretty much you just loved her you just loved her in it and it's kind of funny that matt you bring it up with in hot in cleveland because she ends up taking the sophia role because he can you almost see they were right, trying right, right. to kind of recreate that golden it wasn't really golden girls but like you could see she she ended up taking the role of the more wiser more established woman in her time and you know i think just yeah i, I think it's just a it, it stinks that um we're we're starting 2022 losing a very popular pop culture and television icon yeah, I, I find it amazing. She started her career in 19, 1945 as her first registered credit in a short uh, time to kill. But then she goes on in 52 to start her own series, Life with Elizabeth, playing the role of Elizabeth. Ran for 40 episodes and she, she did some stuff after that. Um, nothing that most people would recognize that li- that's life. Uh an episode of Petticoat Junction, you know, doing stuff here and there. Um, you know, 45 episodes of Mary Tyler Moore as Sue Ann Naves, uh, getting her own thing, uh, 77, uh, lasting 14 episodes, The Betty White Show. Um, yeah, and then really the Golden Girls is where, she, you know, we really establish her as an icon. But even at that, after Golden Girls, um, she didn't do much. It took a little bit, and then she, well, she, uh, let's see here. She was on Bob for six episodes. She'd do little pieces and appearances, but then she's like really all of a sudden starts to to get these bit pieces, especially voice acting. She started to do a lot of voice acting. Like uh, Isaac said, she uh, showed up in the the Hercules animated series as a character, uh, animated series, uh, animated Tom Sawyer movie. But uh, Teacher's Pet, Ellen DeGeneres, she did a show on. She she kept on popping up. She just would never let people forget who she was. And then she starts getting this more granny grandma role. The Teacher's Pet, she voiced a grandma. Uh, Simpsons, she played herself. Piggy Towns Heroes, she uh, was a recurring role as Grandma. Ugly Betty, she was herself. Uh, she did some voice work in the English dub of Ponyo. Prep and Landing, um, she did the um, 
in the short that came between the two series, uh, Secret Santa, she played Mrs. Claus, but she was brain in that. Toy Story 4, like you said, uh, Porky asked a question. She's Betty White. And uh, in, the Mickey, in the new Mickey Mouse short, she's a uh, artwork lady. But yeah, she, um, especially as she, she matured, I'm not going to say older, but as she matured in age, she she was more respected than when she was younger, I feel. Mm. And she she didn't hold back as much. I think that's because she had that respect that she can kind of, and she was never mean. She she was she. I mean, she could make fun of a subject, or she she could she could do something, uh, say something, but it it was never vicious. There's a sweetness even when she's even when she was being bitingly funny. There's a sweetness to it. Yeah, I yeah. I recommend people find go find the. Uh, Go find the outtakes, find the blooper reel from from Hot in Cleveland, because she's so it's oh not I should warn <laughs> there's some language. <laughs> um, <laughs> kids, make sure your parents are around. Um, but it's so parents fun. make sure you cover your ears. Yeah, parent kids make sure you cover your parents' ears when you're watching the outtakes from Hot in Cleveland. <laughs> um, but she's so funny. She and you know like you said she doesn't hold back. She doesn't hold back, and she's r- routinely uh, has the other three women in stitches. I mean, in absolute tears uh, in in almost every outtake. She's so funny. And one of the things that I was I was noticing yesterday, I was watching. Like I said, I watched the every every Saint Olaf uh, story. I saw you post that. I, I yeah. have to get to watch that. Well, watch that. One of the things that really struck me is that she has, if you watch them, there are these, what's almost death in sitcom television. I mean, really should be any sitcom writer would tell you, no, you can't do that. These long stories that she tells. I mean, this is, this is, literally paragraphs of dialogue that she's got to memorize and tell these stories to get to whatever the punchline is. And, and very often the punchline is, is, you know, something insanely stupid. Which had nothing to do with the story. Right. And then on top of which it's these fictitious, you know, Hans Flanderflugerflerven, you know, or whatever it is that she's got to deliver the, the name these ridiculous Scandinavian, you know, goofy Scandinavian names that they came up with for her. There's an incredible amount of, of, uh, you know, preparation that's got to go into that. And she makes it look effortless. You know, she makes it look like she's literally, these are just coming to her. She's, she's great. She's very, very like, great. like any other memory that would come to, you know, us being older uh you know, telling our kids, oh, yeah, when we were growing up in in Penelope, New Jersey, I had to do this and walk there and right. I knew this person. And, and um, it, it just the way that she, she delivered those lines. Massive, massive amount of text. Like you said, effortlessly, I, I and I, I remember and I, I, oh, I got to find this clip where she is explaining that. Uh, her and the Swedish chef are talking because they speak mock Swedish. That wasn't you and I keep talking, but that wasn't yes. her. That it's wasn't not, her. That was not her. I could sworn that was Betty. That's that was somebody Jean else. Stapleton. That's right. You you had me look that up. I You're had right. you look that up. It's Gene Stapleton who does that, not Break that. It would have been better if it was Betty White. It would have been better. Do we need to do I need to come on next week so we can do a tribute to Gene Stapleton and you can tell this story? <laughs> uh, it's been a few too many days. I don't um, think I actually don't think Betty White ever worked with the Muppets, surprisingly. She should. She should have. Well, uh, she should. It's a little <laughs> late for that. Well, I nowadays, don't... no. Nowadays, not at all. Yeah, I don't. If you can get Egon back. I hope Remus still could be in a movie then. Why can't? Um, I mean, Isaac. Uh, she's got an entry on the Muppet Wiki. Hang on. There might be something here. 
Okay. Oh, she, wait, she um, she did an appearance on Good Morning, um, not Good Morning America. What's the other one? The Today Show. <laughs> Today Show. Today Show. On May third, two thousand. Uh, tw- uh, 2010, White appeared on Today to promote her spot as Saturday Night Live host. Elmo was also on the show that day to promote the video El- Best of Elmo 2. That was the only time Betty White worked with uh, the Muppets. She worked with Elmo. Oh, there you go. Close. There's a connection. All right, we sure. got a connection. Okay. Should have been a better connection, but there, there's a connection. I'm I'm kind of surprised by that. Me too. I, I thought... I thought... The, it, like would fit in perfectly on um the Muppet Show the the Mupp the the on the original no. yeah. well the original right. absolutely but on the even the new one that they um sure uh the 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 failed attempt that they did uh it, I think she would have worked it in there as well anything with the Muppets I think she should have worked it worked well. On. Yeah, I mean, you figure when they were doing the original Muppet Show, she was that was you know the 70s to the 80s. She was her real big claim to fame there was Sue Ann Nivens on Mary Tyler Moore. So she wasn't that, although she was a name, she wasn't that big of a name. You know, as we said, her her star didn't really rise until the Golden Girls when the Muppets weren't doing anything. Um, right. And then when they did the the 2015 show, that was really if you look at the guests that they had. You know, ABC was really kind of promoting their own stuff. So, she yeah, you know, they wouldn't have used anybody if you weren't part of a Disney. Right. They, they did not have a an ABC a, thing. They didn't have a slot for you. Yeah. And they didn't have a, a, a stake in hot in Cleveland at that time. So, no. But no. Uh, a, a terrible loss. And uh, yes. But I we mean, will continue funny, to in- funny lady. We will continue to enjoy her her humor and the the light that she brought to the world. Certainly, the humor, the light, and the example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, anything else you need to you want to add on that, on Isaac? Um, I mean, you like you said, it was a different different introduction for you. No, no. I, I think we've we said it all on the wonderful past Betty White. May she rest in peace. Yeah. Um I mean she's together now with her friends, so I think we uh, we should honor her. Spread laughter, spread enjoy her laughter, but also spread laughter, spread light. If we learn anything from, from her, spread laughter, spread light, spread good, and for God's sakes, donate to an animal shelter. There you go. Could have said it better. So, again, gentlemen, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having us. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And uh, we will be talking soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again to Isaac and Matt for joining us this week as we discussed the book of Boba Fett and remembered the beloved Betty White. What was your thoughts of the first episode of Book of Boba Fett and by the time this comes out the second episode of Book of Boba Fett we will be getting into those at a later date and please feel free to share some of your favorite memories videos anecdotes stories about Betty White on our socials you can find us our Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash Disney Marvel's podcast Instagram, we're at Disney Marvel's Podcast, TikTok at Disney Marvel's Podcast, and on the Twitter at Disney Marvel's. Don't forget to, to forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, where you can catch the audio feed, as well as some additional videos that pop up from time to time on there. You can leave us a voice message through the Anchor app or anchor.fm website, or you can record a message electronically and send it to us, along with any questions or suggestions you may have to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. You can find links to all these in the show notes. I want to thank you guys for your time. I know how crazy times are, especially with the holidays and everything going on in, in the world nowadays. Everything is is a bit unhinged. 
But the fact that we get to spend this time together really means a lot to, to myself, to our co-hosts, to all of us, to, to the Disney Marvel's podcast family. Uh, we really appreciate it. And please, spread the news. Tell people about this show. Share a link out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever your social media preference is. If you're not on social media, that's okay. You could also share it out. Just tell people about it. Word of mouth is always great. And also, please, just another moment. If you really enjoy the show, take a moment to rate us on your favorite podcasting feed, particularly Apple Podcasts, where we currently have all five-star reviews right now. I, I Again, uh, baffles my mind, and I really appreciate it. Uh, it it, it really, uh, really helps us keep going. So... And Apple will do that their part at this point, especially or even the other podcasters, other podcast sites. If you leave a review, it they tell other people about the show and helps grow the family. The bigger the Disney Marvel family, the better. Walt Disney believed in a big Di- Disney family, and so do I. Don't forget to subscribe to the show while you're at it. This way you always know when new episodes are posted. And while you're at it, consider becoming a premium subscriber. Help the show out. We can bring you more movie reviews, food reviews, and different reviews like that. You can do this over at anchor.fm slash disneymarvels slash support. Or find our Patreon page where you can get some cool stuff that way. Or our merchandise shop. Get yourself some nice hoodies and sweatshirts for the, uh, for the winter season. Keep yourself warm and bundled up. And help your favorite podcast out while you're at it. Um, links to all these are also in the show notes because remember this show is brought to to you by listeners like you whatever darkness whatever troubles you're facing out there right now I know it's the winter time and things sometimes get a little more down there's less sunlight don't give up the light's not necessarily the sun in the sky the light is you there's a light inside of you. Let it shine for everyone because it is beautiful. Even if some people tell you otherwise, you are beautiful. You are special. You are loved. Don't ever give up on yourself. And don't ever be afraid to ask for help. Be your own hero. Never give up. Never give in. Now I'd like to end this show with a quote from Walt Disney himself. I am interested in entertaining people, in bringing pleasure, particularly laughter, to others, rather than being concerned with expressing myself with obscure creative impressions. Again, that's Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening, everyone, and I'll see you next time. Rose, is this another one of those Scandinavian Viking concoctions? Yes! <laughs> it's called Gnurkenflirten cake. <laughs> it's an ancient recipe, but I Americanized it. Yeah, so one might say you brought Gnurkenflirten into the 80s? <laughs> yes, but I'm not one to blow my own Vertubenflugen. <laughs> I can't even reach mine.